0: There he is. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be here, man. I know. How's your Wednesday morning?
1: Uh, So far, not bad, although it's always interesting. Our neighbors are having uh, massive work done on their house, and they have been for several months. They're great, great people, really dear friends of ours. But, boy, they start working on that house at 730 every morning. And was Today was a day where everybody could sleep in a little bit. Brady's got a late start for school. They start chopping trees down at, right at 7.30. I'm like, can't you wait just a little?
0: Dude, you know, that's what happens when you live in those fancy neighborhoods
1: and everyone's got money to redo their house. So you're saying then you it uh, gets started at 6 a.m. in your neighborhood if we're doing it based on the wealth in the neighborhood.
0: You know, the my neighbor did. He just built a new house next to me. So we're done with construction for a while. Yeah. I, I have a question for you, though. Yes. You drinking like coffee in the morning? What are you doing in the morning for a pick
1: me up? I don't. I don't drink coffee. No, nothing. Why do I need a pick me up?
0: No, you look great. You don't drink coffee or like tea or anything.
1: No, water, or. high quality H two O. Is that That's it. All right. I was gonna say like
0: let's cheers. Let's cheers our coffee with
1: everybody, but you don't. You don't do it. No, but I'll drink. Uh, I'll cheers uh, some uh, water. That's it. Mm-hmm. Let's get it going on the Wednesday edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by Tops, Bunt, NFTs, and App. We'll talk about that in just a second, but let's start talking about the Cardinals. I'll even put my hat on for them for a second, mess up my hair. Congratulations, winning your 17th straight game and making the National League wild Card. They will be on the road in either Los Angeles, most likely, or possibly San Francisco next week for that one-game do-or-die series. But now that they've got a clinch, we'll have plenty of time to break down the matchup over the next few shows. Now that they've got the clinch, how important is continuing to set that nationally consecutive wins record?
0: I don't think they necessarily care about setting the record. We did talk about this a little bit on Talking Baseball, though. Like, I think you'd maybe want to lose a game before you go in. Because you, I don't think you want to lose like, that series to the Cubs before you go play the Dodgers. So I'd almost prefer to lose to Milwaukee now and then kind of get that good feeling back again against the Cubs. Or I guess they could just shut me up and win out. Maybe that's the best-case scenario for them. But it seems to me like the way they're feeling, how confident that team is. I mean, what they've done to the Brewers over the last six games is like, you know, I keep saying, hey, the playoffs are going to start and the Brewers are going to come around. But I don't know, man. Still baseball and the Cardinals are still beating the crap out of them. They're hot right now. I don't think they care about anything. I think that they're going to get into that wildcard game. They're probably going to face the Dodgers, like you said, and they're going to be extremely confident in that game. And that's got to scare, scare, scare Dodger fans immensely.
1: Well, yeah, we'll have plenty of time to talk about the matchup. Uh, but specifically about the streak, it doesn't matter. Do you know who's got the longest streak in, in the modern era in terms of consecutive wins? I have no idea. Right. Who won the World Series in 2017?
0: Uh, 2000. <laughs> You're
1: putting me on the spot right now. Come mine. The... the Astros. Yeah. Okay. Do you know that also that year the Indians set the uh, consecutive game, you know, winning streak at 22? Did you even remember that? I do. Now that you mention it, I do remember that. Absolutely. Yeah. You tend to remember World Series champions more than teams that won 22 in a row. It's just the way it rolls. So this thing doesn't mean anything. What I'm saying is you want to give Arenado a day off, Goldschmidt a day off, shorten your starting rotation. It's not imperative to win games at this point. You're locked in to go into the West Coast next week. That's all that matters. Make sure everybody's healthy, ready to go. A win doesn't matter at this point. That's it. That's it. It's pretty simple.
0: I agree with you that it doesn't matter. I, I still think they want to have the momentum going in. If they go lose the last five games or
1: – Yeah, no, no, that's you don't different. Want. No, that's different. But, but there's a difference between really playing it for a win. I mean, like there's some guys in the bullpen who I'm sure have been used a lot as of late. Stay away from those guys. Just get everybody healthy and ready to go for that one game do or die series. It's very simple. By the way, uh, you know, obviously I'm a Cleveland fan. That's the only team I root for. I will say this, that if you follow me on social media and a bunch of other people at the NFL Network, you know that several weeks ago, right before the kickoff of the football season, we lost a good friend of ours, Tara Deeker, who was kind of the heart and soul of our network. And we lost her to cancer, and cancer sucks. She was just, she had, she was a shit talker, dude. So high energy, loved her dearly, and she'd always walk around the halls and go, Rosie, what's going on with my St. Louis Cardinals? So she always want to talk about her beloved St. Louis Cardinals. About a week after she passed away, the Cardinals started going on this streak and haven't lost. I don't know what you believe, what you don't believe, but I imagine there's somebody up there with bright red lipstick, like she used to walk around work with for her Cardinal red. And uh, who knows? They might do something special for her. So Deke, I love you. I miss you. And I miss talking about her Cardinals because she would be going nuts right now about it.
0: Yeah. She's having fun right now. No question.
1: All right, let's move back uh, to the American League briefly. And the wild card standings got even crazier last night. You had New York win a series, or at least a game, up in Toronto. Uh, Boston lost at Baltimore with Chris Sale on the mound. The Mariners win. So the Yankees. Then you got the Red Sox. Mariners a half game back. Toronto one game back. What are you most closely watching tonight?
0: Um, I mean, I want to see if. The Mariners can sniff the playoffs. I want to see if they can actually get into a
1: spot. Have they been in one yet this year? Do they briefly <laughs> Wow, that's a great question. I mean, you have to go all the way back to. But remember, they sucked at the beginning of the year. They were hitting right. under two hundred the first two months of the year. There's no way.
0: I, yeah, maybe they haven't been in one yet at all. I'm not sure, but I'm curious to see if that's going to happen. It's going to be a tall task. Red Sox got Iovaldi going against um, I think Lowther, which. He's not a name I'm too familiar with. He is from Ohio, though. For the- Oh, there you go. So well, there's a pick-me-up. Uh, and the Mariners just don't seem to lose. Like last night in the game, it's uh, get one scored against you, answer back. Mitch Hanniger joined the 100-home-run club, the triple-digit club. There's not one bigger in baseball. So they're just finding ways to win. They, they've heard us all say, you're done, you're done. Now they're a half game back with five games left to play. I want to see if they can get into the playoff spot. And then you control your own destiny.
1: All right. So for that to happen, Boston has to lose again to Baltimore, which I'm not so sure can happen. Now, if you hit the rewind button all the way to the first series of the year, remember Baltimore swept up at Fenway? The first three yep. games of the season, they won up there. Yep. Then after that, Boston went on a ridiculous run in the season series against Baltimore. They'd only lost one other game before last night. So, are they actually going to lose consecutive games to the Baltimore Orioles down the stretch? Can it really happen?
0: Anything can happen in these games i mean that 's just how baseball is set up. I mean, like I said, Eovaldi's going tonight, but they got the sale last night Mount Castle with the, with the Homer off them in the yeah. sixth. So oh. it's one swing in the bat, especially they're in they 're in Baltimore right right yeah, they are one swing in the bat, and they got some guys that can thump there a little bit. They can hit homers, so. I would love to see the Mariners get in there and control their own destiny because it's felt like for so long they've just been clawing and
1: clawing and clawing, and now here they're within striking distance. One other thing. We talked a lot about the Blue Jays yesterday taking on the Yankees and how big a series that would be north of the border. For Jose Barrios, this is a huge game against Garrett Cole. He hasn't pitched well in his career against New York. I think he's started four games, ERA near five. If he's a guy that wants to be considered in that next level of pitchers, this is essentially a playoff game tonight. They lose and it's over. You can forget about it. They have to win. They have to win this game. They need six really good innings. Really good. And it doesn't mean they're necessarily going to win. But, hey, if he gives them six or seven, they're going to be in position, in my opinion. This is a big, big opportunity for him.
0: You're right, and I I love him. You know, I got to play with him in Minnesota. I've been singing his praises for years, and he's been pretty good for Toronto. I mean, he's gone six hours a lot, and he's given them chances to win. I expect the same from him tonight. The problem is he's going up against Garrett Cole. So the bats really got to show up today. Um, They got to put some runs on the board early if they want to get back in this thing, because I think you're right, Chris. If they lose tonight, I think it's over.
1: Yeah. Alright, uh quick reminder, we got the final week of the regular season, so here's your chance to collect the players and moments that made this season so unforgettable with Topsbunt MLB Card Trader App. Tops Bunt is the official digital trading card app of MLB and the MLBPA and releases new content every day featuring your favorite players, both past and present. The app is free to play and collectors from around the globe come together to connect, collect, and play their collections in real-time scoring contests to win in-app prizes. So you can build the ultimate digital baseball collection, craft or trade in lesser-valued cards for more rare ones, play the card wheel to win a prize with every spin, and complete missions to unlock brand new content. Topps Buck 21 will also be the premier destination for all the playoff action as well. So download the Tops Bunt app now in the iTunes App Store and Google Play. Let's go. Go get something done. Thank you. Continue on. Braves' magic number is down to three after Charlie Morton spun a gem in the series opener against the Phillies. Did the NLEs essentially come to a completion last night in Atlanta?
0: I think so. I think it really did. The magic number is down to three for them. They have six to play. Phillies have five to play. Uh, like you said, Charlie Morton did his thing. And how many times have we heard him referred to as big game Charlie Morton, big game pitcher. Yep. After the game, I watched Peter Moylan and and uh, Snitker go and talk about him, and that's all they kept saying was, "We've just come to expect this from Charlie, and he goes out and does it again." Now they got Freed going on the mound tonight. I think it's over, and I'm excited for them. And, you know, Will Smith came in. He did have, like, sort of a, a wishy-washy inning. But if you look back at, you know, his his game logs, like, he's been pretty good. Ah, ah. He's had some He's, had some, walks. he's ah. had some walks. He has to avoid putting those runners on. Snicker last night said he's been doing the job. I have only positive things to say about him, which is the exact same thing you should say as a manager. Yes. But this Braves team, look, I picked him to win the World Series. They're getting – I think, I think...
1: No, don't say it. Yesterday, you had him ranked fifth in the National League Power Standings. Chris, let's go. No, you had him ranked fifth yesterday in the National League Power Standings. Uh, I I will say this about Will Smith. He didn't get any help from Eddie Rosario last night, who butchered a ball in left field and and left the door open for Philly there in the ninth. But Will Smith has not been very good the last couple months of the season. Um, In fact, I think... They're gonna if, if they win, they're going to end up playing Milwaukee, and that is going to scare the Braves to death, that if, if they've worked so hard to get a lead against the Brewers, particularly early in that series, and they turn the ball over to Will Smith, who is a former Milwaukee Brewer himself, it could be night-night. But we're not here to talk about that. Yes, the NL East was over last night. Once the Phillies – look at me when I'm talking to you. Once the Phillies could not, could not rally, it was over. What were, you, what were you checking out over there, by the way?
0: Will Smith in 11 games in September, 1.64 ERA. Like, he's been getting the job done, Chris. Yeah, I, think, I, think he, I think he did he, in August. I, I think Carey Leslie did in August or July. Like, I need the guy hot right now. He's hot right now.
1: I, I, I'm going to go. At, have to look at his game-by-game logs, because sometimes did he have a couple of blow-ups, a couple of big blow-ups?
0: You're looking back the last two games that he's pitched. He's walked three people and then two people. But he hasn't given up – he's given up two runs this whole month. In 11 appearances.
1: Okay. He, he might have given up two runs. It's possible, though, there are other guys' runs that he's given up.
0: It's just – it's like they're saying in the chat, it's not an easy inning. But that's – sometimes closers run into that and, like, you gotta, it's tough. But, hey, man, if you're giving up, putting zeros on the board –
1: That's it. Okay. And finally, to defend Will Smith a little bit here, very few fans are happy with their closers. They just are. They're always complaining about their closers. Very few are like, yes, I feel great. Go Braves. All right, this is an interesting one. Dave Roberts, before yesterday's game against the Padres, said he's going to mix and match his five outfielders the last week of the season and perhaps into the playoffs. Now let's take Mookie Betts out of the equation. That guy is penciled in the lineup every day. But Gavin Lux is learning to play center on the fly. He's been hitting great the last few weeks. Then you've got uh, Pollock is back, but he's still kind of nursing that hamstring issue. Uh, Taylor, who is an all-star this year and possibly their MVP the first half of the year, has been dreadful at the dish in August and September. Then you factor in the return of Cody Ballinger, just activated off the injured list, but he's hitting under a buck sixty this year. What is his role moving forward, in your opinion, for the Dodgers?
0: I'm not so sure, and I'm not so sure the Dodgers even know. It has been bad for him. I tried to look at his stats. I wanted to cherry pick some good ones so I could talk positively about him, and it's just there's really nothing out there. There's nothing, and And it stinks. He's he's had the shoulder surgery. He had a fractured something, a a finger or something like that. Then he had a hamstring, and now the fractured rib. I mean, he's gone through the gauntlet this year. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, he said he's made some uh, mechanical adjustments with his swing. I think he lowered his hands a little bit. He also, Chris, shaved his head. I know. So he's, he's searching for things right now. I've been there. I think the Dodgers kind of know that the division's really not there for them. Uh-huh. They still want it. Maybe I think that best-case scenario, they're trying to force that game 163 like we're talking about. But it would serve them well to maybe get him some pinch hits. And maybe that's his role, and it's very tough for a guy like that who's started his entire life to now go and be a pinch hitter. That's, like, one of the hardest things to do. We've talked about it before on this show. Maybe they get him some pinch hits. Maybe they get him, you know what, a game – I think they'll probably start him one game the rest of the way just to, just to get him some at-bats, get his eyeballs on some pitches. But uh, it's going to be tough for them to trust him in a playoff role unless they see something quick in these last six games. Okay,
1: so they're two back with five to play. At best, they force a game 163, and it's not likely. So if, let's say, by Saturday they're out of it and they know they're going to be hosting the wild card and the St. Louis Cardinals, he should start both those games. He should start, see as many pitches as possible because the doctors don't want to come out and say this. They're terrified of having to start Gavin Lux in center field in a one-game do-or-die. His bat has been great. And to no fault of his own, because he's never played the outfield before, he is learning to play the most difficult outfield position at the most critical time of the season. And you're talking about one game where a misjudged or misplayed fly ball could be the end of your season. The end of your season. Bellinger is a great defender. He's an amazing base runner. The problem is you can't get him on first base. So what do you... What are you going to do next week when he has to pencil in the lineup against Adam Wainwright?
0: I, I think you probably start. If it was to happen right now, I think you probably start Gavin Lux out there, and then you see what happens at the beginning of the game. If you get a lead, you probably take him out to Bellion for defensive purposes. And it's yeah. it's crazy to, to talk about him like this, but you know it's just been a really tough year for him. I think the injuries have really worn on him. He said in an interview, "I like, have never had to deal with injuries before." It's not an easy thing to do to figure out, you know, to, you know, your body changes on you when you have to compensate a certain way. I think he said, he, this was interesting to me. He said, I was seeing the ball pitched to hit. I just wasn't hitting it. So he feels like now he's shorter the ball, more compact. Hopefully he finds something. But, yeah, I think the only thing we're doing right now in the playoff scenario is, is bringing him in if there's a lead for defensive
1: purposes. Yeah. Um. Somebody just said center field is not the most difficult position in the outfield. Plouffe?
0: I think uh, for, it just depends on what they're talking about. I know what they're saying. That everything's in front of you when you're playing the corner position outfielders for the first time playing outfield. Those angles are a little bit more difficult center field. You can see everything and go get it, but it is the most difficult position because of the ground you have to cover and you need to be the general out there. I would say if you do have Guys at the corner that can go get it, that helps out a little bit. Um, but still, no. I mean, it's it's not the easiest position. It might be the easiest to catch a fly ball, but that's
1: about it. Mm-hmm. They do have guys on other sides that have played center field consistently throughout their career in Betts and Taylor and Pollock. So, you know, there you go. I It's going to be fascinating to see what lineup they come out against Wainwright with next week. All right, last one. The thing that was huge today on social media was that guy getting the gator into a trash can in Florida. I think it happened in Orlando. Uh, Would that have been you or would you have been calling, I don't know, I don't even know who you call, gator control?
0: Bro, I would have had everybody back in the house and, yeah, we would have dialed up the phone number and said, come get this gator out of here. There's no way. I mean, that guy's clearly done that before. He said – and you showed the video. I'm sure he said, "Wait, to t- wait till his head is in there." Please tell me when his head is in there. Yeah, man, he, he had everything going, dude. I, I don't know, man. Florida's me,
1: oh, it's a different planet.
0: It oh. is a different planet. Give me Miami, and then the rest of it is not okay.
1: Um, first of all, there was like a crowd cheering him on, <laughs> like the Gator. There's no certainty that the gators just gonna be like yeah okay um i'll just go into the trash can like there's a possibility. have you seen gators move they're fast dude they can roll so if you're all shooting there with a camera and your phone you're all crazy i'm getting the hell out it's not worth the video to me it's just not because that headline could have been gator eats three people
0: (laughs) thanks man what do you think the Gator's feeling like right now? We didn't even talk about his feelings. He's trapped in well, a trash can.
1: Yeah, he's in the black trash can, which means trash. At least put him in the blue recycling bin so we can get him out to the – how about the trash people that are coming the next day, picking that thing up? <laughs> they see that thing lying in their truck.
0: Oh, man. Hey, in my, in my neighborhood, the black trash can's recycling. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Blue one's trash, yeah. Re- interesting.
1: I didn't know that. It tripped me out when I first moved here too. Wow, that'd be very, very confusing for me. Uh, anyway, what do you have coming up on John Boy?
0: I released a sequence episode yesterday, talking about Elias
1: Diaz, a catcher
0: from the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool play that came out yesterday, and then this morning, I believe our midweek episode of talking baseball premiered. We talk about our over/under picks and some of the some of the must-see games. Not just with playoff implications. We talked about some games you need to watch when it comes to, like, the batting title and some of these uh, individual Good. statistics that are up for grabs. Um, and, yeah, man, we're just getting ready for the playoffs, man. It's, it's coming, Chris. So what do you got?
1: Uh, see that White Sox hat behind me? Lucas Giolito. I am getting ready to interview him in near moments. That will drop tomorrow. He is getting ready to face most likely the Houston Astros in the first round of the playoffs. We'll talk to him about that. Uh, I would imagine he gets game two, but we'll try and sort through the rotation, what Tony La has told them, uh, what he expects. Last year was his first taste of the playoffs, and it was pitching in front of nobody. So now he has to pitch in front of a raucous crowd down there in Houston. How does he get focused? How does he deal with this? Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of get some some insight into a team that's getting ready for the playoffs when seemingly for months they've been playing for nothing.
0: I just want to see him on the mound in his rhythm. You know how he gets in that rhythm out there?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: What's that about, Lucas? What are you doing?
1: And it's it's that, and then when he strikes somebody out, it's like a f- <laughs> and he marches around the mound, and it's – he turns into a different beast because he's such a sweet, gentle giant.
0: You know, I think that. He is a sweet, gentle giant. Then you see him in the weight room, and it's, and you see the strength that guy has. You don't want to mess with him.
1: No, I just I want him on – Yeah. Wow, somebody said Rodon Giolito Cease. Did you forget about Lance Lynn? Come on. All right, we are back at it again tomorrow, 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific. Who knows? The standings might change, might get turned on their head. The Mariners might have a playoff spot by the time we talk tomorrow. Yes, sir.
0: Are we all Mariners fans right now? Are they like America's darling team?
1: Yeah, I think so, based on the fact that they haven't been in the playoffs in two decades and have the longest drought going for any professional team.
0: If you're a Yankees fan, I mean, you're probably rooting for the Mariners. You
1: Do you want to play them? No. Yeah, if you're the Yankees, you definitely want to play the Mariners.
0: So Blue Jays fans don't want the Mariners. Red Sox fans don't like the Mariners. I think everybody else is like, hey,
1: let's play yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm on board. I, You know, I just want to see it come down to the final weekend where as many teams as possible. So I'm rooting for Toronto tonight. That's nothing against the Yankees. It's just I want to see Toronto get back in it. I'm rooting for Baltimore because I want to see more chaos. I am rooting for Seattle tonight. That's what I want to see happen.
0: Okay? All Yankees fans, make sure you go to Chris's Twitter and tell him that that's so bad. They can't believe you would say something like that. They
1: understand. They understand why. It has, no, you know, nothing to do with your team. If you guys were too back, I'd be rooting for the Yankees. Thank
0: and you. Can I give a shout-out to Eamon funny pants, he's always in our chat.
1: Always. I, I like it, man. I can't yeah. you right? because so much Tayos hey, in the chat. What's up, guys? We love you. Hey, we appreciate everybody joining us today. As always, here on baseball today. We'll see you again on Thursday. Peace. Like and subscribe or something. Yes.